On today's Believe in Chicago Sports episode, we have reason to believe again in the Chicago Bears after this past NFL draft. We're going to go on ahead and give a hat tip to Ryan Pace and crew as, well, you must give credit where credit is due. Sending all the excitement your way on episode 53 now. Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast, your home for the best Chicago sports talk. I'm Joey Gellman. You can follow me on Twitter at Joey Gellman. The man on the other side of the Skype is Dan Collins. You can follow him at TweetDanCollins. The show, Believe in Chicago Sports, is also on Twitter at Believe in Chicago, part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Dan, I am so shocked confused excited frustrated excited again I, I i don't know where i stand after this chaos with with the bears this past week and all i can say off the bat is they actually made a move for justin fields that the entire country loved and agreed with and they got okay. their quarterback of the future and it was one of these moments and i you know I was, I was, for the first time in a year and a half, I went to a buddy's house to watch a draft. We were both vaccinated. It's finally like, okay, great. Like, we can do this again. And, you know, he keeps joking. Like, he's quitting on the bear. Like, they're not bringing it. He's not jumping back in. He's not going to come with me to games anymore. And then they draft Justin Fields, and they suck you right back in with this hope that you thought was gone after the last couple of weeks we've had with this team. So, it's... It's all excitement. It's another positive show for us for this for, for this Chicago sports uh, brand we're trying to make here, and it just it's amazing that this group got another chance to swing at a quarterback, and the rest of the draft will will, will break down. And I don't know. After, after all the anger we've had, they seem to do something right, and it's really exciting. That's my monologue. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little confused because we haven't talked about this particular part necessarily um, off the record yet or before the, the show. Your part where you mention a little bit of frustration. I'm actually a little curious just to dive in that for a quick second. At what point of the draft or before, after that pick, were, did that frustration occur to you? Because to me, it, it should at least for now, for now where we stand, be nothing but Happiness and at the very least op- optimism should be at the very least at the very least optimistic. Were you a little upset at what they gave up, or were again? Where does that stem from? Okay, here's what it is. This this is a psychoanalysis of me right now. Everyone, get your notebooks out. We're going to therapy. Go. I got one actually. Um, it is a frustration at myself because oh, this that's regime has soured me so much that it's dampened my ability to get extremely excited about something because of my distrust in what they've done for the last seven years. And so mm-hmm. I want to sit here and be head over heels on Justin Fields and what they've done. And I, I from what I've heard, I should be. <laughs> and from what I've seen, I should be. <laughs> but something holds me, that cynical sports fan holds me back with it. That's that's my frustration. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just shocked that they did something everyone liked that like never happens and that I liked. So that's where it comes from. But uh, besides that, like it's, it's a really exciting move. And if Matt Nagy's picking it, then this is how this is supposed to, supposed to work, right? He gets the guy that fits his system, the same guy that loved Mahomes over Trubisky and hopefully yeah. got it right here. 
and and you're hoping you're looking at a, a, a generational QB, which is something we've never said before. But I've okay, taken all, I've taken all the thunder. We need your your expert <laughs> opinion and excitement from this pick. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair, and I think that is where a lot of Bears fans stand. Where I stand now is I'm at this very very weird mix of seventy percent optimistic 30 percent maybe pessimistic like there's still that part of me that is somewhat doubtful only because of we've talked about time and time and again as many bears fans know we just we haven't had a quarterback almost ever right i mean no 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 knock on sid luckman i wasn't around to see him play but if you erase the name sid luckman or you just you know if, if we're not going that far back in time and we're only talking about you know from say super bowl 1985 86 and on we've just never really experienced one here in the city of chicago a, a generational type qb a franchise qb we've never drafted one we've never traded for one we've never molded one until hopefully now right until hopefully this past week we finally got it right. We being the Chicago Bears. So you can't help but be a little pessimistic if the if the organization has just never brought you they never brought you that before. If this current regime, if this current ownership, if they never brought it to you, of course you can be a little pessimistic. Now the flip side of that is you just hope that Justin Field can match this top fifteen, number eleven to be technical, overall pick ceiling and and promise if you will if he could be you know top five quarterback in the league i mean obviously we're going way ahead of the game but that's what you want right he said it too he said that all too this week if you're a bears fan you want you want that like you don't you just don't want a guy who could be pretty all right at running the offense for the next five plus years like no you want this to be the man you want him to be one of the creme de la creme in the NFL. That's why you gave up what you did to go up and get him. Let alone, I mean, you also didn't have a quarterback to begin with. If you're the Chicago Bears to lead you into the future, because Andy Dalton is just not going to be that guy for you. Granted, you know he'll get paid ten million this season to, I guess, somewhat kind of maybe show Justin Fields the ropes, or just to be something out there to show him, hey, this is how the offense maybe should run, and we'll see how Dalton runs it. But going back just to you know this main pick for the Bears. I mean, when they when the trade came in, you knew immediately what they were going to do, and I was a little surprised, only because I was like, I, I didn't see the Bears being able to be in a position to do it. But the way it all worked out, I mean, it was almost if like it almost seems destiny, like destined now for this to work because the way the first couple rounds worked out for the Bears, and we're going to get to their second pick in a little bit here, but the way it all worked out. And the way where we were at that 11th overall pick in the draft with trading between the Giants, who it was a no-brainer trade for the Giants, too, who have just tremendous amount of holes to fill. So they get a good return from the Chicago Bears. And for the Bears, with Justin Fields still being available at that time, giving up what you did, seemed pretty much like a no-brainer because of just where they're at and historically what what things have been like with the QB position, arguably the most important position in all of sports. So... I'll, I'll flip it back to you here. There's one thing, though, that, like, the reason why I say please, please work. Because how awesome will it, to, will it be just to finally experience something like that if Justin Fields could indeed be a franchise-type quarterback? Like, 
for all you know, like the Bears finally could have done it. Like this past week, they finally there's potential they finally got the guy. And I uh, just a little smidgen of reason to be a little more hopeful is it wasn't a guy who they it doesn't feel like a reach, right? Like the Mitch Trubisky thing, say what you want about a couple experts having him high on their board as well, or even like the best quarterback in the draft, which is crazy to think about with hindsight. This one doesn't feel like a reach. It feels like, no, that's the right guy, right? Now, if they would have went out and drafted like Jones or something like that, you would have maybe you would have maybe not said that. But getting Justin Fields, trading up for him to get him number 11 overall in the, in, in the first round, it, it just felt right. And it felt like you can't criticize it, right? I mean, there's one thing I'll say is we, we've said it. I think both of us have said it where why does Ryan Pace deserve – even now that he, ha- even if he has Matt Nagy in his ear, who might help him pick his next quarterback, why does he deserve to officially be the guy who can, who makes that move and say like it, it's it's him this year, like in this draft? Like this is what we all said before the draft. Like, can you imagine what he'll do in this draft? Like he'll just mess it all up again. But we'll say this with Matt Nagy in his ear. Nagy obviously is a huge Fields guy. Like I mean, this is like his pick. Like you said, oh, like yeah, sure, Pace is the one. He's the GM. He submits it or however that works. But it's like Nagy's pick, right? This is his guy. So. Pace and Negi got another shot at it. This Pace got another shot at this time with Negi in his ear, and I feel like no matter how it works out, you can't fault the pick. Yeah, it, it's a weird place to be. And, and you mentioned Pace and Negi, and it's interesting. Like they just got a nice new four-year window here, a longer leash to get this oh, all figured you out. That you know, up. I mean, that's something I don't know. I mean, people are discussing it, but it's just interesting that they're getting this whole vote of confidence again with this. But no, I. I you know, going back to your first question about, wow, like, if how would it feel if they actually, like, got this right and seeing this guy? And it's like, it'd be amazing. I mean, we, we've never seen this before, a dynamic playmaker like that playing in orange and blue. And, oh, sorry, that's Illinois. The, the Bears are blue and orange. Let me please rephrase, or navy and orange. Um, but it's it's it, it would be an incredible incredible thing to to watch and and when you think about the you know the makeup of justin fields and what you mentioned about it's not a reach like this is a consensus guy that was the projected number two overall pick only a few months ago to where he 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 slid in the last few weeks and 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 there's there's big game pedigree there's the the ability to beat the best quarterbacks in his league like he beat trevor lawrence twice i mean you know there's a lot there that you that were those boxes you want to check when you pick a quarterback and his ability to be the playmaker in this style of offense and it's just it's it's really exciting because it fits every box and i know i just said that but it's it's we never see that like there's always some flaw or some reach or some something this this feels like you said it feels right it feels like that that pick you wanted it to be And, and and the bears are you know, doubling down and trying to really figure this out, and and it's it's just shocking. It 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 really is. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I get like you almost didn't know how to feel after the pick. Obviously, excited because it might be your guy, right? But uh, I mean, look, there, there's so much that goes into this, especially as a Bears fan, especially how last season ended. Once again, really happy you brought up that. This crew just got a brand new window. There's still this whole question mark, right, over how long they really even have going into this year. The consensus, really popular word on the show today, was, hey, this this is it. This is the make or break year. 
Technically not anymore, especially if you run Andy Dalton out there to start for the year, or at least the majority of the year, because you've automatically bought yourself, if you're at least Matt Nagy, minimum three, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if you really if you don't play him this these, year, then yeah. I mean, the only other scenario you could go into, which you just hope this isn't the case, is that Fields sits out this year for the most part, plays year two, is completely awful. Like, I mean, he would just have to be so bad for a reason of like to give up on Nagy coaching him in that first year then and there. I mean, he's pretty much given himself minimum three years, maybe four. And seeing as Nagy and Pace are coming as his tandem now, I mean, they, they might have really just just solidified their, their future here with the Chicago Bears. I mean, like I said, at least Nagy, and he seems pretty coupled to Pace, like in tandem, have bought themselves the next couple of seasons. So, I mean, that that is what it is. I mean, I don't think that's any reason like to necessarily be upset or because, once again, it's still the right pick. That's the position they get himself in, but kudos to them. It, 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 one, it, it's their job to make the, the right move, and two, from a personal standpoint, if you want to keep your job, then smart and strategic on your end. Um, another reoccurring theme, as, as we'll get into now a little bit of their, their the round two pick, number 39 overall, big old bad offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. And what's super interesting and just so awesome about that pick, Joey, is once again, falls to the second round. I mean, this is a guy who I think a lot of people would have even liked if the Bears took him in the first round, right? Well, maybe with their original pick. And if the Bears went in and didn't trade up for fields and say Jenkins was like their, once again, their first round pick then, I think the Bears fan, you would have been like, pretty okay. You would have been like, all right, yeah, like. We didn't get our quarterback. We didn't trade up, but at least, oh, fine. We, we got us. We got a tackle now. So, you trade up to get Fields, and then, well, you, I mean, you, they still traded up in the second round to get him. But still, once again, that was a no-brainer because he was once again available at that point. That's why it all just seems destined and to come together. And then, I mean, everybody in this in this city is already falling in love with Jenkins for like what the quotes are you see on social media, how he's just big, bad, and nasty, and just willing just to go, you know beat somebody up out there, just pancake for days over there on the offensive line. And one, it's obviously what the Bears really needed. I mean, one, first and foremost, they needed a quarterback, right? And they went out and got him. But you also needed to build that line, either one, for the quarterback you're soon to bring in, or for two, the quarterback you were going to get in this draft, which they did. And now it all works out. So, that I mean, you break down their second-round pick, and once again, as a Bears fan, you really couldn't be any more happy. <laughs> no. So, I mean, it's it's just unbelievable the way this draft worked out. I mean, if you're Negi and Pace, I think you are just ecstatic. I mean, you're obviously even oh, yeah. probably happier than the Bears fans on what you were able to do and what, what, what you were able to come out with this year. I mean, at this point now, it's really just on them, especially like it, it's on Negi. It's on the rest of that coaching staff to just develop the talent now. I mean, right, like it, it, it's all on them, and, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what Negi does. We'll, we'll see what Juan Castillo does with these offensive linemen because we haven't even touched on now fifth-round pick Larry Borum, another tackle. So you get you get a couple linemen with your picks, you know, one a second-rounder, one a fifth-rounder. You get Justin Fields in the first, let alone, you know, the, the, the rest of the picks that they made to, you know, seal off their, their draft efforts and – at this point now, it's like, all right, get get it done, get it, get get the development done, get these guys ready to play. And I mean, you you really could have 
kind of extended your window again. I mean, that's one thing we were really worried about here on this podcast and why why it was a reason not to believe, right, Joey? Because if you didn't have the quarterback, if you didn't have the line, what the hell? Like, with the, with the defense aging, you might as well just shut the window. But now, instead of closing it a little more, even with the defense aging – with the draft you might, with the draft you just had, you might have even just like cracked it up just a, a little bit, just a few more notches, and look at that—we have a window that we're automatically talking about again in Chicago. Yeah, who would have thought that a month ago? With <laughs> Andy Dalton as your biggest thing, um, but yeah, it is kind of reopened here, and and you know, I think from everything we learned last year, well, yes, obviously the quarterback situation was a, was a mess, and you had to get that right to salvage anything. I think what we really learned was how incapable Matt Nagy's offense was from running properly without a solid offensive line. And I think for the longest time, this team has had some good, some good picks here and there with White Hair and James Daniels, who unfortunately was you know hurt all last year. But you know, there's been kind of this glorified idea of what Bobby Massey would have brought you or what Charles Leno Jr. brought you. And, and Charles Leno Jr. is a fine player, but he's not this, you know, left uh, 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 left tackle out of the, you know, out of Alabama and number one overall pick. I mean, he was, you know, he was a feel-good story and, and, and built a nice career for himself. But you really needed to solidify your offensive line, no matter who was the quarterback back there, in order to make this offense work. And the Bears, while have been lukewarm on it for a few years and fixing it, really buckled down and did that with those two picks with Jenkins and Borum. And, and it showed you how committed they are to figuring this thing out with this offense, this coach, and these players. And they're hoping, and I would be expecting, that at least, you know, I, I, I know Justin Fields is going to have a different trajectory. But in a perfect world... Between Borum, Fields, and Jenkins, you've drafted three starters for the 2021-2022 season. In theory. Yeah. Because yeah. that that's what you had to you had to do, and now you've you've done that. And areas of crucial, crucial need. And you know what else is funny? It's just a, a name that comes to mind after the draft is Allen Robinson. You think he's you think he's a little happier to maybe he's like please sign me do an extension. <laughs> yeah, there you go. think think about his long term plans now with the Chicago Bears and hopefully you know they they could get something done there and finish with the ruffle feathers or whatever would have happened you know with the you know the whole franchise tag and whatnot. So now you potentially have someone to throw to him. Hopefully, yeah, we'll for think quite of, some time in Chicago. Well, think about it now and and that that clock reset not just is for your window but also for these for for money. So, like, I know the cap went down this year because of COVID and everything, but think about next year when, you know, Dalton's off the books, the big chunks of Glennon and Foles are off your books, and now you're restarting again with a quarterback on a rookie deal, which is where you wanted to be and what you were hoping the Trubisky era would have brought you, and it didn't. Now you're, you're pivoting that once again to where if you bring the quarterback money back in-house to a rookie deal, you can pay someone like Allen Robinson again if you want to when the cap goes back up. And you and, and, and you build this again, hopefully on the fly, to, to, to keep it to keep them relevant and to keep trying to make a playoff run. And ugh, I'm saying too many positive things. This is really weird. It's really weird. <laughs> well well guess what? I'm going to I'm going to put you on the spot here because we didn't necessarily say we were going to talk about this on the show. Go for it. But- 
But before we transition into our, our final part of this whole Clap Clap Chicago Bears show, what is your official grade, A-plus all the way down to F-minus, draft grade for the Chicago Bears here in 2021? Oh, I think it's got to be close to a B plus or maybe maybe an A minus. I mean the the top three picks they did were potentially generational ten to fifteen year fixes for this organization. If it works, I know that's like pie in the sky, but it's two offensive linemen that were at least Jenkins was projected to go at twenty at their regular pick, like you said in the first round, and dropped in the second round. And same with Fields. If you can get 10 to 12 years starting of those three guys, that grid has to be way up there. They're not reaches, like you said. Everything fit exactly what they needed, and everyone else agreed. Interesting. I'm almost a little surprised, actually, at your pick on how the first letter you thought about was B. Granted, B+, maybe even A-, minus, but I'm surprised like it wasn't flirting with A or A+, plus in your book. I think just because draft is such a crapshoot, I still have to be a little hesitant but but it's it's teeter and b plus a minus so you're gonna have to do some extra credit and sneak that grade up it's close man i mean for for me it's it's definitely either a or a plus and reason being is because and i i totally understand your logic with it and i agree with you i i agree that i mean it's still a draft at the end of the day and you don't know what you got but obviously we can use hindsight two three seasons from now but where we stand, like I said, I don't think I don't think we'll ever, especially let's just go back and you know, we'll focus mainly, like you said, on those three picks of Fields, Jenkins, Borum. I don't think you can ever go back and even with hindsight and say that wasn't the right pick, or man, can you imagine they could have had this guy who's like, you know, saying all pro now and instead they drafted Jenkins, or instead they drafted Borum, or instead they drafted Fields. Like I don't like they just all those three picks at that time just all seem like the, the the number one thing to do. And like you said, it, it's not just us as fans speaking of that because we know what we so desperately want to see the Chicago Bears roster become. It's It was even just seemed like a consensus across the board. Um, so I'm going to go on. I'm just, I'll give it, man, I really just want to give it an A plus only because. Do it. I, I, I will. I'll give it an A plus. I don't feel like, what, what could you have done better? Like with what Correct. you had and with what fell to you and with what you were able to trade away and get back just. I mean, the draft, even like you said, even going back again to your point, but but turning it a little differently is you, at the end of the day, truly don't know what you just got or how it will develop. I mean, that's like more so, especially like in a sport like baseball or whatnot. But even in football, too, like, you don't know at the end of the day what Fields will become. Maybe he'll become a generational quarterback. Maybe he'll be meh. Oh, who knows, right? Maybe he'll be awful. We hope he's not. But how do you want to speak that into, into the universe? Hopefully he's just a fantastic generational-type franchise quarterback. But... You don't know, and for that reason, with where they were at and the picks they made, especially in days day, day one and two, you know, day three, or when you get like even just down to like you know their bottom picks with you know Graham Jr. or Tonga, like whatever. Although I, I really like I, Tonga, he looks like a bad sob as well. So for that reason, I'm going a plus because there's not many more things. I don't know how many like if you even go back and recap, you know, pick by pick and where other players were in that draft, how much. Um, you know, beef you're going to get from me on, on what I would have done differently. Um, so yeah, for for, for that reason, yeah. I'll go. Uh, I'll go way plus, and 
to wrap up the show. Well, hold on one second. I was just going to say, no, it's true. Like, and, and even if you look at the rest of the draft, they did. I mean, Khalil Herbert at running back. Daz, I just want to cover everyone. Daz Newsom, uh, wide receiver for North Carolina. Thomas Graham uh, Jr. Oh, he could have been with a Tar Heel like Mitch. I know, right? Yikes. Cornerback uh, Morgan, and, and like you said, Tonga, defensive tackle, BYU. And Who looks like, mean. Yeah, very mean. I'll say it again. Looks mean. But like these are, and I'm not trying to overvalue things because like they did. I know the score did this week. The Bears, the worst drafts in Bears history, kind of segment, and and there's some scary names on there from Phil oh, yeah. Emery. But you know, you look at these guys, and it's like, okay, running back, you don't need, but it's a nice extra piece to have for Nagy. Daz yeah. Newsom is a is a nice pickup at wide receiver, and if you don't stick with Anthony Miller and Javon Wims, who are kind of on the teetering side of out the door you want another fresh wide receiver in there and court cornerback is a big need for you when you as unfortunately you had to let uh, kyle fuller go and boy if you can get the magic that that jalen johnson brought you as a rookie you know you're in business and tonga like you said this this defensive line is really really strong but is aging and so yeah. you know you can bring in a guy like that to compete and and spare some minutes for uh, Akeem Hicks or any Goldman, and it 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 could really work. They like you. They as much as I'm scared to give them a higher grade. They drafted every correct spot and person that they were kind of either projecting or lucky enough to get into that position to do so because yeah. they almost every time fit best available and need right. Like, Which never happens. That, that's like me drafting great. in Madden. Like that's good. That's good right. stuff. Right, and I mean, like, it, it's not—it's nothing to take away from them. I'll still give them a very high grade. Oh yeah, but it does help when it works out that, like, the best available player at that time, or you know, one of the one of the best available at the time, also happens to keep constantly fitting right. your need right. as you go down the, as you go down the board. So, no, I mean, absolutely, and like I said, mostly, you know, offensive heavy there, especially obviously with the first three picks. But with the defense you have, while, albeit aging. Still got some absolute playmakers there defensively. So, and if anything, if there's if they are going to decline a little bit, what could help them is hey, maybe let's keep those boys off the field a little longer, and we'll keep the offense out there for a change. Boy, that'd be nice. That be effing nice. The question becomes, which you want to touch on a little bit here before we wrap it up, is what field would you like to see them on? All these all these talks now and chirps about <laughs> oh they're going to go on ahead of Arlington Heights or somewhere in the Burbs. Would you be okay with it? Do you want it? I, I, I'm curious as to your thoughts on that because that could be a game changer as well is where we're going to see this uh, hopefully just, if everything works out, pretty awesome beer steam for the next few years. Joey, you're a season ticket holder. Doesn't look like you're giving them away just yet. If anything, gives you more of a reason to keep them. Correct. Where would, you, where would you like to see your boys? Would you still like to see them on the lakefront, up to the burbs? What are you feeling? I love the idea of being at Soldier Field on the lakefront, and I love the way me and my family approach it, where there, there's, a, there's a system. You go, we go to the game, we go, we'll tailgate, you know, for two or three or four hours, you're grilling out, then you go in the stadium to watch the game, and I don't need anything else because I'm so zeroed in on a game. However, if you go there as a random fan, and you're not tailgating, and you're in the stadium... It's a really basic and, and and downgraded experience. Like like the, the stadium doesn't really offer much for fans. There's like maybe one pro shop left now that they have. Not yeah. many experiences. It's kind of outdated in its look and feel. 
and it's really hard to get to, and it, it just it it it's not it's small. It's not where it should be, considering what you see built in Jerry World and L.A. and Vegas yeah. and all these places. And 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 I I love the Bears being at Soldier Field, but you know if they if they told me they were moving Arlington Heights and going to take over the race course and build a state of the art stadium, there you go. I, I'd go in a heartbeat. And <laughs> and whatever revenue the city's worried about losing, it's going to get from tourists coming in to go to the new place and. And go, to and, and go to everything. It, I don't know. It's, it's like when they, everyone had that Wrigley debate. Like, I, I love Wrigley as a historic landmark. The feeling you get in when you go in the ballpark as a Cubs fan. Like, it's very cool. But take that sentiment removed as a practical ballpark. It's not great. And that's how I feel with Soldier Field. I think it's just I go there with a different mindset because I go – I do all my fun in the beginning. And then I'm in focus mode on the game and nobody sure. can and interrupt me. But as a casual fan, I think they, they're desperately in need of an upgrade for their stadium, and Arlington could offer that if that ever came to be. I can't imagine, but who knows? Sports is all about feel-good stuff and sentiment and things like that. However, I, I, I like me a fan. I, I love me a fan, Joey, who could who could take that part out and be practical if it indeed benefits the team. You know, benefits the team they are a fan of. Um, so, I mean, I'll – I think I'm going to have to agree with you, and I was 50-50 on it. I think you might have just sold me there. Um, it wasn't like I was even – it was just kind of – I didn't give it too much thought, I mean, but I think you're absolutely right. I think that, one, Soldier Field, just a logistic nightmare, both going and leaving. And when I say leaving, not only just leaving to go home, but even just leaving to go and do other things. Like what? Do you want to go do something downtown and pay 100 bucks for parking and then whatever the heck it is you're doing? And first off, having to find that said parking and – no, just with whatever else you want to maybe try to do after the football game, um, that's a nightmare. So, I mean, and comparatively speaking, I mean, sure, there's tons of fans who go and pack in Soldier Field, but comparatively speaking to the rest of the NFL stadiums, it's not, It's very small. I, what is it? It's. It has to be definitely it, I, 100% is bottom third stadiums in the league. I think it's one of the, the bottom three, if I don't remember correctly. And I see you typing, so you'll go on ahead and be so so nice and look it up for me. But, yes, comparatively speaking, it's, it's definitely a heck of a lot smaller. than. I mean, there's there's college football stadiums that, that, that pack more than Soldier Field. Um, so if you're going to not only build a stadium that can bring more fans, but also – like you said, if it's going to be, if you're going to sell me on this new state of the art stadium you know, and like something that's just like you're going to build it bigger, badder, and it's just going to be a whole lot better, yeah. then by all means, go on. And was I completely right or completely wrong with my uh, with my stat there? It is the smallest. It is in fact the smallest. The I knew smallest. Like bottom three. Sixty-one thousand okay. five hundred is this, and it's the smallest stadium in the NFL. The next is State Farm Stadium um, for the Cardinals. Wow, who were the, used to be a Chicago? There you go. So team. see, they they <laughs> stick to each other. <laughs> it's just stuck to the roots. Actually, yeah, surprisingly, whatever. Allegiant Stadium, the new Vegas one, sixty five thousand only. I thought that would be bigger. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, they're still, I guess, maybe growing said fan base. If, I you guess know, maybe, but I mean, yeah, I mean, and listen, it doesn't necessarily have to be one that can automatically now hold eighty to one hundred thousand people necessarily, but. Like you said, if everything about it is going to be just new, modern, state of the art, um, then why the heck not? But I mean, no reason to obviously keep going with that. I mean, that's well, we'll see how you know all that develops and whatnot. But I think where we can end on, on a positive note, and hey, Joey, 
guess what? Nothing negative for the most part on this show. We mentioned a little bit of pessimism, right, that we might still have because it's just been our entire lifetime since we've seen a generational quarterback. We hope, boy, do we hope that the Chicago Bears finally drafted and found that guy, that quarterback that could lead this team into the future, be competitive, compete in the playoffs, hopefully one day bring that Lombardi trophy to Chicago or Arlington Heights, wherever, whatever it is, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll take it. Um, but yeah, Andrew, this, this one has been a slice. It's been an absolute slice. And who would have thought uh, a reason to believe once How again about it? about the damn Chicago time. freaking Bears. Well, that's going to do it for us here. Uh, obviously, many more podcasts to come your way as we even get closer to Bears season and Bears news develops. We'll start touching on beers, but we're not done with them just yet, even though now we are getting into more of the thick of things with baseball season and getting to the tail end here of NBA and NHL as well. But until that next fine show, he's Joey Gelman, who, like he said, you can find him on Twitter at Joey Gelman. I'm Dan Collins. Find me on the tweet machine at TweetDanCollins. This final show there as well at Believe in Chicago. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. It's the number one podcast network for professionals. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.